Blog Talk Radio.
episode tonight um, where we're talking about the systemic lies of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion. And I think this is part eight. Again, the systemic lies of white supremacy are our world's ruling religion. Part eight. And I thank you for your time tonight, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Seth. Um, and you know me as um, Beth. <laughs> I, I just always go by Brother Seth. But um, I really, really, really do thank you for this. And like I say, uh, so often, some of you are so busy doing big things in the kingdom of the Most High. Some of you are really serving the Father with, with all intensity. And uh, you're serious about your relationship with the Father. And I'm serious about bringing shows to you, to your family. And I do me a family. We try our best to be a show um, um, family-oriented because, folks, at the end of the day, we better be trying to reach our families. And so I'm not trying to have a show just for adults. So none of our show are X-rated or R-rated. We try to reach out to, um, number one, as we say, Israelites in the diaspora, um, those individuals that are fulfilling Scripture haven't been scattered to the four corners to show us to you first but then to the Gentiles scripture says salvation to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles we really truly mean to reach humanity with the message that we have but what message well there's various messages here on the Bible on network but more pointed tonight we're talking about white supremacy and I'm going to define white supremacy the working definition tonight at least and uh, it pretty much lines up with dictionary, but I want to just kind of expand it a little bit because uh, when we think of white supremacy, we think of flag waving, um, Nazi symbolism, and folks, that is just a dot of what white supremacy is. So, before I get into that again, I'm Brother Seth, and uh, I am uh, one of the natural biological descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who, as I said earlier, was scattered to the four corners due to the rebellion of my forefathers. And um, brothers and sisters, I am here in America, uh, USA to be exact, and um, we have been scattered. That is true biblical prophecy, and I am a living example of what happened to our people, to the Israelites, to the Jews. Uh, I am also, though, a spiritual Jew, meaning I definitely believe in the Most High, who I call Yah, uh, you know the scripture talks about that I should call his name Jah, but as we know there was no J in the Hebrew, there literally was Yah, and uh, many of us called him Yah, some of us called him Yahshua, us meaning the so-called Hebrew Israelites in America, uh, some of us call uh, him Yahuwah, uh, but I call him Yah pretty much, and if I, I may say Yahweh, but pretty much I call the Most High Yah, and I do believe, definitely believe that he uh, seeing the state of his humanity and seeing the state of his chosen Israel saw the need to send a Messiah. And I do believe that he sent that Messiah, and that Messiah uh, was carried out his will upon the earth. He was a living example of what the Father would, was like in the flesh. He wasn't the Father, but he was a living example of what the Father would be like in the flesh for us. And um, he... Um, Folks, he simply lived a life that was pleasing to the Father, and the Father uh, bestowed on him many blessings, especially when he offered up himself as a sacrifice for humanity 
and the Father literally, literally place those of us that have this faith in this same Messiah in Christ, hiding our identity in the Spirit uh, in Christ. So now today, it really doesn't matter if you're Jew or Greek, male or female, uh, no ethnicity tags is going to get you anywhere with the Father since Christ offered up this sacrifice. The Father only accepts those in Christ. He loves his humanity, I believe, but as far as working with the Father, approaching the Father, you have to be blameless, spotless, and that can only be accomplished through the blood of Christ. So, yes, I believe in the Messiah. I can hit that a little more harder, but uh, this is not the show for that. We're here to talk about the system, uh, systemic lies of white supremacy. So, brothers and sisters, again, that's who I am in the natural and who I am in the spirit. And uh, more importantly, I'm on this blog because I feel like the Most High Yah has commanded me to be to, to do so. Now, whether or not I get every word right that He has commanded me, that's another uh, story. Uh, I'm going to try my best to, though, by the Holy Spirit, as who we call the uh, Ruach Hakodesh, um, to get it right. But just know this: uh, if I miss it, charge it to my uh, 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 head and not my heart. My heart is to reach the people of the Most High and those that are even not his people with this message so that we can all be free uh, through this truth uh, that's exposing, uh, exposing something I believe that is more evil than uh, than we can imagine and that it is more prevalent than we can imagine and that a lot of people that feel like they are light years away from practicing white supremacy is indeed practicing harder than a lot of these people we call Nazis and, and skinheads and etc. Tonight, again, Brother Seth is talking about his book, his upcoming book, and I know it's been a while in the making, but just be patient with me, and uh, with the help of the Most High, we'll get this book out. All right, be prayerful about that, by the way. Prayerful about what, Brother Seth? That Brother Seth will uh, expedite uh, uh, this work and get it out to the people. Pray for me because I'm running, I'm running to all types of barriers with family, with strangers, with friends, with with, with, with society. I mean, you'd be surprised. Uh, some, maybe one day I'll share just just some of the challenges I'm going through. Because this book is not just a little quick little book. It's, it's talking about uh, this 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 philosophy that really touches every tiny aspect of life. If people are breathing. People are practicing white supremacy. Wherever there's breath, wherever there's a heartbeat, whatever there's a kidney working, kidneys working, folks are practicing white supremacy. I'm telling you what I know for sure. So pray for me, brothers and sisters, that I'll get this book out. I'm going to go ahead and read the show's description for starters. Actually, let's do a few more things before we get to the show description. Um, brothers and sisters, uh, I like to play my little anthem whenever I do this. So uh, let's talk about some things here, get some things out of the way that we try to do every show. I want to remind every single one of you that, um, that's that been uh, writing me and, and saying wonderful things about this network. You said, Brother Seth, I really thank you for coming at us every single week. I appreciate your spirit. You know, I can hear the love in your heart. I mean, you, I mean, I've heard all types of things. Um, 
over the years, and I want to encourage those individuals to please, please uh, show that by way of following us. Follow us, folks. It's just that simple. Follow us, okay? Um, when you follow us, the benefit is you will get uh, things sent directly to you. You will get uh, notices sent directly to you via Facebook or either uh, your email um, or whatever you set up with Blog Talk when you set up the uh, Blog Talk account. Blog Talk account is very easy and quickly to do. And, and folks, you you won't have to worry about what Five Stone is talking about. It'll come to you. And they don't keep your password or thing like that. Blog Talk has been around forever. They're a reputable uh, 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 group of people. I don't think they do any of that underhanded stuff, okay? So follow us. Second thing is, brothers and sisters, share when you are blessed, share, share it. How do you share it? Copy and paste the address of this show, this promo that you probably got because I sent I sent it to hundreds of people, if not thousands, every week. Folks, simply copy and paste the address, the HTTP, hoover over it, make it all uh, one color. You know how to copy. And then copy and paste or just hit the share button on your phone. And send it to friends, as many as you can, that you think may be blessed by this message. We're very serious about that. Share, share, share. Also, uh, we have over 500 shows. We have to- we talk about everything on this network. We The, the whole, the, one of our themes, mantras is, we talk about things that the Father really is saying in the earth. But you just can't hear it in churches. Are religious institutions. It's the truth. The Father really is saying these things, but you just can't hear them in your churches. The, the, the things we talk about, you can't hear a lot of this in these churches. You can't talk about where white skin come from, where dark skin come from in churches. Pastors fear that's going to split up a church. And you can't tell the truth about white skin, what it really was initially. A lot of pastors know what I'm talking about, white, so-called white and black. And they just won't share because it's divisive, they think. A lot of things we talk about. We call it the five smooth stone that represents five topics that we talk about. And they are smooth, which is why, you know, they are smooth. I'll say that they are smooth. If they're not rough around the edges, the five topics we talk about the most. But we talk about really everything under the sun uh, here and there as it relates to you and yours. Meaning, if it's if it's happening to you or it's relevant to your children or your grandchildren, we're talking about this network. And the, the kinds of things we choose to talk about is things where there's not a whole lot of light on, a, lot, a whole lot of people talking about it because it's just uncomfortable. So we... I, I almost want to say specialize in things that are uncomfortable, not for just the sake of being uncomfortable or being controversial, but because I, the founder of the network, Brother Seth, I really, really, really want to help people. Here's why. Here's my motive. Here's, here's my motive. I believe, number one, the Father really instructed me to do these things, have this blog and reach out to the people. But I personally think that when I do these kinds of shows, 
that I'm putting out truth that make people free. And when you make people free, look out. The Father is going to reward you for doing that. You're then tapping into the kingdom of Yah work upon the earth. And that's why Brother Seth do what I do. That's why I try to make sure these shows in love. That's why I try to pick co-hosts that are really preaching uh, from a certain angle as far as love is concerned. Uh, we don't have to always agree on doctrine, but we darn sure have to, uh, 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 people have to feel welcome in love. And so I work hard. I don't always succeed. You know, I don't always know what co- a lot of the co-hosts are saying or thinking because they're their own self-person. And I don't mean I'm right all the time either. Just because I started the network, they don't mean nothing. It's just, you know, they can come on a lot of times that our co-hosts have more insight than I do on the matter. But the bottom line I'm trying to get to you right now, to share with you right now, is this network is about love. All right? So, again, share uh, 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 the, the, net, the, the, the shows, share the network. And I was talking about the 500 shows we have. Simply Google Five Swiss Stone Blog Talk Radio. Simply Google Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio to get a hold of our archives, all right? And also drop us a email. Uh, my email, and I, I know I'm putting a lot of preliminaries here today, but uh, bear with me because all this is important. If you are blessed by the shows and you really want to reach out to me personally, send me an email, seth.m.turner at gmail. That's S-E-T-H dot M dot Turner at gmail. It's just that simple. Folks, if you want to get in on the action, listen to the show. You clicked on the link. You didn't call the phone number. You clicked on the link. Uh, if you want to get on the action, don't forget you can call us at 914-205-5590. One more time, 914-205-5590. Uh, so let's go ahead and read the show's description for tonight. I sent this to many of you via uh, Blog Talk uh, website which includes the title and the show's description. It goes something like this. The title is The Systematic Lives of White Supremacy or Our World's Ruling Religion. And this is the eighth show. Seth Turner, the, fa- the founder of the Fossil Stone Network, will discuss his new book on white supremacy on August the 7th, 2022. All right? And that's tonight. And if you... Um, Okay, and then uh, I went on to say, from a perspective that very few people have ever heard of, much less considered. Seth has been preaching for years that all ethnic groups believe the illusions of white supremacy. And that is true. It's practiced in all ethnic groups. Not just so-called whites. Seth contends further that once these lies are believed to be true, there will be tremendous strife and damage in so-called black relationships around the world, even so, even when so-called white people are not directly involved. One more time, Seth contends further that once these lies are believed to be true, there will be tremendous strife and damage in so-called black relationships around the world even when so-called whites are not directly involved. Finally, Seth asserts with confidence that most people who are only exposed to Western society will undoubtedly practice white supremacy, whether consciously or unconsciously. And i got to read that again. Finally, because this is the truth so help me. Finally, 
Seth, myself, asserts with confidence that most people who are only exposed to Western society will undoubtedly practice white supremacy, whether consciously or unconsciously. These are only a few things coming this episode, and now we are here. So I want to start off with a bang and, again, define, and again, welcome Israelites in the diaspora. Can't say it enough. Uh, We found out over 30 nations listen to our shows, and so I definitely want you to know that you're welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Hopefully we'll, we'll say some things that resonate with you wherever you're at, oppressed in whatever situation you're at. Of course, if you're following the Spirit, you have the victory. You know that. But um, to those of you that are, that that's not a reality yet, you're just going through, and you're in these various countries, just continue listening. Hopefully we'll put some hope out there and some answers as the Holy Spirit leads us. All right? Uh, I think I want to go ahead and say a prayer. I normally do this uh, every once in a while because I don't want to scare people out being too spiritual because some of y'all just allergic to prayer you pray you hang up so if you're going to hang up hang up because we're definitely going to pray but i'll make it quick but i'll make it serious okay so let's uh definitely talk to our father okay and uh israelites if you want to face the east that's wonderful uh you don't necessarily have to but your heart needs to be facing the east if you know what i mean in other words the most high have your heart facing uh where he started it all israel So I want to just say, Father, in Yeshua's name, we come unto you, Father. Father, we approach you in Yeshua's name, on his behalf, on his stead, on his credentials. Father, we lift up this time that we are engaging and sharing with our brothers and sisters, those that may be sharing with us if if they deem to call us tonight. Father, we ask that you would, by your spirit, really speak through me and others um, that may be involved with this program or not. We ask that you speak to anyone that's going to be speaking tonight. Your word, your wisdom, your guidance in and out of this, 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 these lies of, of, of what we call white supremacy, this idolatry that you showed me it to be. We ask that you... Would, would help me articulate and put in words where people can understand what I'm saying to be the challenge and, and, and what you're saying to be the challenge and what you're saying to be the answer and what you're saying to be careful directions and how to rid them or us of this this evil that we may be closer to you, that we may uh, not be tricked into seeing you a certain kind of way uh, we we ask father that you would by your ruach hakodesh the holy spirit father set just set the people free father we ask that you would set the people free through your word just as you've done with me over the years and sharing different parts of my life where i was suffering with this illness you set me free you set me free through individuals sharing with me, through ministers, through, through writings in the scriptures, through books, through tapes, through audio, different audio. Father, you, through your people, set me free. You made me free 
with the truths over the years. I just ask tonight that you help me to be able to articulate some of those things that set me free, that they may be able to set others free. Father, we love you, we worship you, and we want to please you, and we understand, at least I understand, and hopefully others will after tonight, that this giant impedes our progress with you. It impedes our success with you. It impedes our blessings with you. It really steals, kills, and destroys us in many ways. Help us to rid ourselves of white supremacy, Father, and have this show to be a catalyst to that deliverance. In Yeshua's name we pray. We come to you. We approach you, not on our good merits or our bad merits, not on our good or evil deeds, but through Christ we pray. Okay, folks, if you agree with that, it's just very simple. You just say in your heart or out loud, I agree, or amen, or so be it. Okay, so I've read the show description, and I want to now talk about a definition or the definition, the working definition tonight is pretty much the dictionary, but I just want to add a few things or say it a little different than me, what you may have heard. Again, the working definition is very simple. Uh, white supremacy is idolatry. At the end of the day, it's a false balance. It's like a, a, a scale that gives you one reading when the weight is is really another uh, reading. It's a false balance. And I think when the scripture talks about a false balance being an abomination, it is talking about systems just like this that lead people astray, people thinking they're weighing something, they're getting one thing, and they're getting something else. They're thinking they're getting... Um, uh, uh, the Messiah and what he, you know, what he looked like, and uh, the Bible tells us we're not supposed to have images of of deity. We're not supposed to have pictures of the Messiah or pictures of the Most High, and we have these images. But not only do we have the images, which is a sin, but we make the images a, a certain kind of man. And here's where white supremacy entered the picture. We paint the Messiah to be white. Now, if we paint him to be black, and we, we literally paint him so accurately that nobody could deny his disciples would say, hey, you got it right, that's exactly how he looked. Even if we was able to render a perfect painting or, or, or image of Christ, it's a sin. We're not supposed to even have it. But it's, a even, it's, it's, it's another sin on top of that to make him out to be something he wasn't for control purposes. It's one thing to do that out of ignorance. It's another thing to do to make these white images for control purposes and then take it a step further and make sure that the people in the Bible, all of them, are indeed also uh, a recessive trait that come from dark-skinned people that we call or that it was uh, created by uh, social construct and, and label is white. That's a lot of sinning right there, brothers and sisters. But it don't stop there. It literally uh, is. It is our world in every area of life is saturated by these lies. These lies. So for those of you that are listening 
and you're saying, what is Brother Seth talking about? Why did he talk about anybody could be a race, uh, white supremacist and weird stuff? Tonight, I ask you to just sit back and just listen to the definition, and it may reach your home, meaning you may be guilty of it, or it may not. But even if it's not something you feel like you're practicing, I guarantee you, you know many, many people that are. And I feel like after this show, you are given the charge to help them see them, uh, help them to see this evil in their life, this giant in their life, this 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 idolatry in their life that is literally hindering their relationship with the Father, hindering how they look at themselves in a good way, in a healthy way, because that's what white supremacy does. It hinders both whites and so-called blacks. So-called whites, so-called blacks, is seeing themselves the way the Father. So you say, well, no, it don't hinder white people now. Oh, they really got a, a higher self-esteem than us. No, no, because white people is basing their self-esteem off of a lie. So whether they think it's too much of themselves or too less of themselves, it's a lie. White supremacy that the white supremacy that is preached around the world has white people in a place they should not be, and for that for that reason, all by itself, it's going to cause them pain. And they have so-called black people, obviously, in a lower place than what they should be, and it's going to cause them pain. So. Yes, it behooves you if you say, well, I'm not nowhere near no practicing white supremacy, and I don't know what you're talking about. If you're a so-called white person or black person, you feel that way, keep listening, especially those of you that have been westernized. You've, you've been raised in the West. You went to a preschool in the West. You went to elementary in the West. went to middle school in the West. You went to high school in the West, and you've gotten uh, – you've got your PhD, some of you, if that's all you know, you have not been exposed to a world, uh, a world, uh, I would say 92%, because remember, so-called whites are only 10% of the world's population. Some people say 9 or 8, but let's go with 10. 90%, if you haven't been exposed to what their education structure is, I'm talking about uninfluenced by the West. Why do we think the West is the only place that can analyze science and math and history when before there was America, before there was a Europe, there was these countries that was around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Why do we all of a sudden think that the United States is the only place to define culture, religion? That right there is white supremacy in its finest with regards to definition. So if you don't understand nothing else I say, chew on that right there. It's 10% of the world dictating what education is. And from education, we live our lives. We make decisions. We raise our kids. We participate in society. We go out and create society based on our education. But if our education is, is, is from this 10%, how can they be the true standard? Now, I also know that everything so-called America do or so-called 
white males do. It's not their invention. I do know that civilization initially started with people of color and all these things. But under the influence of white supremacy, all of that is erased. Because when a lot of our children see society as it is, they automatically attribute or just give credit to white to the white man for all of what America is pretty much. All of what technology is pretty much. All of what science is pretty much. The interpretation of God in the Bible is according to our young people and a lot of our and a lot of our old people too, really everybody, it's through the eyes of these white people. So even though a lot of what we see when we just go into society, we just minding our own business just just a regular day, and we go throughout our day and we see all types of inventions and innovations here and there and just the earth and just everything we see, again, under the umbrella of white supremacy, under the illusion of white supremacy, which is all that's taught pretty much in America, you are are one brought up under that system only sees the inventions and technology and advancements advancements they only attribute it to whites. You never see people going down the road and they say something along the lines of uh when they see downtown let's just say you drive and you see New York City downtown. You never hear somebody say, Look at that downtown, that was that's pretty that's pretty neat of the uh, now Valley civilization, ain't it? You'll never, ever, ever, ever hear that. But the concept of downtown and highways, this all is very, very, very old. So when you see a downtown, brothers and sisters, you think, oh, look at what the white man did. You don't say those words or think those exact words, but subconsciously, sooner or later you do. You have in the past said it, but we don't say it every time we see downtown crazy every time we see uh, skyscrapers and really nice, uh, uh, you know, all that uh, the skyline uh, brings. We sound crazy we constantly keep talking about white people. We don't do that. We just say it probably when we were younger, and we just always think in the back of our mind, they, we say that they word. Look what they did. Oh, look what they building over here. Oh, look what, wow, this tech, that that is really nice, man. They really did that nice. Oh, look at what they, they. The they is the white men, is white men. White men is the they. So they constantly get credit for everything done previously to Europe even being a nation that they've gotten from Africa and, 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 and or, or, or whatever the place was because it was called Africa. They've gotten that. And somebody said, well, what says, why are you bringing up all of this? Because today... There is self-hate among non-white people because their contribution is snuffed up or snuffed out of this society. So if you have a people, old and young, that can't see clearly every day their contribution, great contributions, by the thousands, I might add, they can't see it every day in your in their face like they can see this day they talk about or this white male or this white man or white people. If they can't see them 
doing things that haven't done great things and here's another one and and out to do great things or you know or are projected to do great things it creates something psychologists call self-hate and that's what brings me to this show today i'm talking about again the blanket of white supremacy uh, a system that blankets non-white people contributions and exaggerate what so-called whites have done to the detriment of so-called whites and so-called blacks. That is what I'm talking about this in this series. Again, this is an upcoming book I'm writing, and uh, I don't think nothing is more destructive in our world. Uh, I think it's Satan's most clever tool I think it's Satan's most destructive tool. I do not believe that the philosophies or the lies or the myths of white supremacy is something created by any human. I believe this was done by Satan. Because remember, brothers and sisters, those of you that really have studied European history, you know, and you know you know, that early Europeans nearly worshipped dark-skinned people before the rise of white supremacy. So I believe the Father had plans for the earth because humanity was in rebellion to him, and he allowed Satan to this evil, wicked, demonic um, idolatry on humanity. What are you talking about, Brother Seth? The teachings the philosophy that whites are superior in anything, in any way remotely. If there's any any one of you that think that so-called white people are smarter, I mean naturally, not, not, not after applying themselves, because if they apply themselves, of course they're going to be smarter as anybody. But I mean just naturally have a slant on have an advantage on knowledge, education, on greatness, uh, or any nation that's headed by whites are just better. Uh, of course, if if America goes and, and, and robs and kills and, and bring all the brightest minds in our world to, to the USA, of course your nation is going to be strong. So in that regard, America may be number one. If it brings, if it goes around the world and, and, and attracts all, all of the, the, the geniuses, it, it courts them and brings them into America and, and, and treats them well. As long as they stay and help America thrive, yeah, America's going to be a dominant force to be there. I'm not stupid, but what I'm saying is that does that mean that whites are superior, or does that mean that they just went and got superior minds? And not giving credit to those people, taking all the credit and putting it under the, the banner of the white male and making it look like white people are superior. See, there's a lie right there. America may be superior in a, in a sense, but it's not the way they're painting it like it's white people. It's not that. If everybody go back to their land, all these Indian doctors, all these African doctors, every ethnic group that's not born and raised here in America, uh, I mean, I'm talking about foreigners coming over, if they all go back, then where will we be? 
this thing right now with all of this integration we're still pretty we're, we're behind Japanese in math behind a lot of countries in this and that so with all of this these minds that we have and we've courted and all of the bright people we we've pretty much stolen somebody could argue out of these countries we still ain't number one in certain areas like math and so forth so my point is again I'm doing the show because I know we get deeper and come to your house so to speak Right now, I'm not at your house. Some of y'all still say, I don't see how it relates to me, though. I don't see how it relates to me. We're going to come to your house, and I'm going to show, with the help of the Most High, how this mindset, whites being superior, whites knowing better, whites deserving better, whites in any remote way. I don't think so-called, our, our so-called white brothers and sisters, who is really Africans without pigmentation or little pigmentation, is superior in any minute way. I mean, any atom of them superior. I don't believe it because their origin is in dark-skinned people. And I, and this whole race based upon skin is just—it's just the most destructive thing. I said, as I say in my book, whiteness is one of the most destructive activities ever to be practiced by humanity. It is a monster. There's very few things more wicked than this separating of humans based strictly on skin color. You would think that our forefathers laughed at it, didn't think it would ever catch fire because or or would ever be taken serious because it's just so ridiculous. But yet today people preachers from their pulpits are talking as though the Most High divided us up based upon color, which is crazy. Has absolutely no, nothing in the Bible supports it. But again, let's come to your house. Let's come to your mind. Let's come to your spirit. Let's show how white supremacy is affecting your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your children, how about this one? Your relationship with yourself, the way you see. A lot of our white brothers and sisters, they don't understand what I'm saying because they have always been nice to so-called blacks. Uh, they've always uh, walked in with the script, with the, with the Christians called walked in love towards blacks. A lot of so-called white people have really done well with their lives. They was raised uh, pretty good as far as loving people. And and that right there is worth a hand clap. That's right there is worth uh, saying that that's a great thing. Thank, you should be thankful that you had parents there. However, if you live in America, and this is the this is good of people as you're gonna find is who I just described. And that's this is pretty much what, who this show is talking to. This show, this series here on Blog Talk Radio, what we call it. I used to call it the myths of white supremacy. Now I've changed it just slightly and call it the systemic lies of white supremacy. These, this, this series, this, these shows, is not for. Yes, it's for skinheads. But I want to say it's not for skinheads and people that are really white supremacist hardcore. Uh, I can't even say hardcore because I think all of it is hardcore. But I'm not talking per se to just those people. If they listen, they can be too made free. 
but I'm I'm aiming at people that are in church, people that have high morals, people that are not trying to hate but looking ways to love. I'm talking about good so-called white people. I'm talking and reaching out to good so-called dark-skinned people. Because if I can show the illness, these lies, this what I call religion, practiced by them who is really also practicing or trying their best to obey the Father, if I can show through these blogs this 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 disease, this thing that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, if I can show this in the hearts and the minds of the saints, then what do you think the other people is doing? And that's the goal of the Five Smooth Stone Network tonight. All right, that's been a long, long, long intro, probably the longest I ever had. Just want to lay it out. I guess it was an intro because we pretty much got into the definition. But brothers and sisters, listen. This topic, I promise you, without trying to hype anything up, this may be one of the most important things you have ever heard in your entire life. The reason I say that is because it's one thing to be taught when you go to church you shouldn't lie. I'm not belittling that. You need to be taught it. You need to know not to lie. You shouldn't steal. You taught that in a lot of the churches. That's major. You shouldn't steal. All of these Ten Commandments are, you know, they're very serious because they were given us by the Father. Okay? What I'm talking about, though, is what if everything you define how you look at the how you look at the father how you hear the father what if it's all tainted to where you hear the father angry when he's not angry with you to where you hear the father favoring certain people when he's not favoring those people what if the way you see the father have you thinking he's mad at you when he's not mad at you, you're going to be creating sin galore. You, you're going to be so caught up in sinning in all kind of areas. You, you, you might be a robber because you feel like, you know, that's just what you are. Just, you know, hey, this is what I do. You know, you might feel like that's what you are because you've been raised as a sub, second-class citizen. Second-class citizens behave like second-class citizens. This reminds me of a, uh, a friend of mine who saw a newspaper, and some of you heard me tell this story, and uh, Reverend Brother Doug Dye, Douglas Dye, I'm sure he don't mind me telling his testimony, but he said once that he saw a newspaper that said God is angry with you. So what Doug interpreted that to mean was he felt like the father was saying through this newspaper headline um, uh, that he was mad at, at Doug. So Douglas died for most of his life, well, f- for years in his life, went around thinking that the Most High was upset with him all because he saw a newspaper that said, God is mad at you. And he says that that 
revelation took him through all kind of pain, lowered his expectation, just caused him all kind of trouble. That's what I'm saying white supremacy do. If you're thinking or looking at the most high or looking at beauty or looking at um, your dreams or looking at people that look like you or looking at people called white people, you're looking at them a certain way, giving them more credit than you're supposed to give them, giving yourself less credit than you're supposed to. Just If you're looking at life through the lens, because it, it is like a lens, if you're looking at life, which means you're going to be looking at a lot, a lot, a lot of things in life, if you're looking at a lot, a lot of things in life through the lens of white supremacy, you are going to be acting those that white supremacy out. You never have to say the term white supremacy. You never have to say the term white people. You never have to say that. You may never say the term black people, but you will be acting out white supremacist philosophy. You will be a racist and don't know it. You will be practicing something man-made. Even going to church and praising God and listening to Christian music and all this, whatever the so-called best of the best people do. That's who this show is really aiming at, the best of the best. Because if we can see this germ, this sickness, this idolatry, this religion really practiced by the best of the best of the best people, then when somebody go in and shoot up a mall or something, we definitely can understand how they get to that point. So people looking at all these this, these shootings, and, and it's kind of what, kind of what urged me to write this book. All this white supremacist rising over 900 groups of white supremacist uh, groups popping up all over the country, especially under Trump, Donald Trump. And uh, that's one of the reasons that birth one not only because I've been seeing white supremacy way before Trump and we I started seeing a lot of this way back in the early 80s so this has been going on this is a long it's been a while since the father showed me that giant that I spoke of about two shows ago so brothers and sisters again if you are looking and living your life and you can't help it you can't help it to be living your life through the lens of white supremacy if you're born and raised in the West and you don't have almost daily contact with the outside world or the world outside of white supremacy. That 90% now, that's 90% of other countries and thoughts and ideas. But in the West, they shut out all these other people, all these other voices. You get very little input about what life is all about through this 90% of this this non-white world, pretty much the Western culture, talking about the America and, and Europe, they pretty much is a closed society. In other words, they're going to glamorize so-called white thought, white this, white that. There's nothing wrong with having some some pride. But when you go as far as hiding information of other ethnic groups of people, uh, other people that is so-called non-white, when you go above 
beyond to try to hide or taint any accomplishments. That right there is an evil, and that's exactly what you get in the West from preschool to college grad. I mean, that 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 that's just America. That's just the West. And this is why I say you, my friend, are practicing white supremacy. You cannot get away from it. There's no way in the world you can convince me that you are wholesome in what you're thinking about life, God, yourself, the way you see so-called black people. I don't care how many black friends you have. People think because they have black friends or because they have so-called uh, you know, black uh, associates or whatever, that they some kind of way are, are, are hurts better one. They marry, they marry so-called black people. They think they're escaped from white supremacy. That's not true. That's not true. If two black, so-called black people, and I say so-called again because we got to start regrouping people based on something outside of uh, a skin color because it's, told, it's, part of the, it's a part of the whole problem here. It's a part of what is setting up this wicked system, the, the tags, the labels, okay? But if I start giving the proper labels, y'all really ain't going to know what I'm talking about, so that's why I say so-called. But brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, please hear me tonight. For those of you that say, I marry, I've married a so-called white person, or I go to church with so-called black people, it, you, you don't escape just because you love them and you or you have sex with them or you have children with them. If two so-called black people can be full of white supremacy, how you figure any other combination of people can't be? One more time. We're going to take a little short break here. If two really, let's just say, really dark-skinned. And they can even be pro-Africa, pro, you know, black nationalists. If they can have white supremacy in their thought, remember, it, has, it can be in your thought, speech, or action. Thought, speech, or action. I should say thought, speech, and or action. But if they can be practicing as so-called black and pro-black as they are, what do you think of everybody else and any other combination of ethnic groups? What do you think? Folks, this is serious. And it's it's, it's so powerful. I'm not trying to give Satan no glory. Again, it can be destroyed by blogs just like this. Or let me just tell it for what it is. By truth, this giant can come down in your minds and your hearts just by simply exposing it. It's a giant. Well, like Daniel, the book of Daniel's giant, it has clay feet. It is not all that. White supremacy is not all that. It is just not all that. All you have to do is just tell the truth, and it falls to the ground. So... It is not all of that. The most high truth will set us free. And tonight, Brother Seth here on the Five Souls on Network is doing just that. Again, I'm talking about an upcoming book called The Systemic Lies of White Supremacy or Our World's Ruling Religion. It is a ruling religion. It sets the standard. It's 
so much Catholicism, and some people feel like it was birthed out of Catholicism. And I kind of, I kind of agree with it, folks. It touches every tiny aspect of life. I got some I call the Expo Thirty. Expo Thirty. Some of you know where I'm going with this, and I don't. I'm not going to read the Expo Thirty for time's sake, but it's thirty areas of life. My goodness, my goodness. The Expo 30 is 30 areas of life. I literally break down our existence as human into 30 areas. Some people break it down in nine areas, but I actually have about 30 areas. And these 30 areas, brothers and sisters, uh, is pretty much just life, just living. And when you see these 30 areas, I promise you're going to say, wow. I mean, this is everything. We're talking about areas like history, education, religion, civil and social, identity and self-esteem, health and medicine. We're talking about family dynamics. We're talking about nutrition, food. We're talking about laws and law enforcement and judicial correction. Uh, we're talking about entertainment industry. We're talking about sexual, uh, the area of sexuality. We're talking about military and defense. We're talking about foreign policy, foreign behavior, science and technology, housing, housing accommodations, zoning, transportation, environmentally uh, issues, environmental issues. We're talking about agriculture. We're talking about beauty standards. We're talking about economics where it relates to labor, economics where it relates to uh, billing and debt, uh, assessing, assessments, uh, costs probably a better word. Um, we talk about economics uh, as it relates to access to loans, grants, debt relief, subsidies, money given funding. Uh, we're talking about economics where it relates to knowledge and how much knowledge being made privy and for control purposes. Folks, we're talking about every tiny aspect of living. I do this show that's called the Expo 30, where I talk about how in every tiny area of life where there's people talking, where there's dialogue, where there's a beating heart, there is this philosophy in those areas I just named where there's this disparity among so-called blacks and whites because of the superiority teaching. And again, a lot of times people that's practicing are not saying terms like white supremacy, whites or blacks. They're just going about their normal day. Everything looks normal. They don't say anything about race. They don't even want to talk about it. But as they act and do their thing, watch the smoke. Look for the smoke. You'll see it. I tell people getting up in the morning, grabbing a cup of coffee, taking a shower, grabbing the paper, just not want no 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 fuss with anybody. Just You just want peace. You want a great morning. And maybe you're going to look at football a little later on and you're going to go shopping or you're going to go to work. This is a typical racist. I can't, I can't even explain. I can't put it in words. Just getting up, if you put it like this, if you're not fighting white supremacy, pretty much you're participating in it. If you're not literally looking for it almost and calling it out and, and, and it has been made aware through programs or through truth like this, if you don't see the, the enemy, 
this enemy and, 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 and speaking out from time to time about it, you are participating in it. You the one. You're the problem. You say, brother, that's pretty strong. Now, wait a minute. No, I mean it. If you, <laughs> Lord have mercy, if you're not, if you can't identify the enemy to where you hear somebody say something and you see it, there it is right there, or somebody do a certain behavior, there it is right there. If you can't see the enemy, how you know the enemy ain't using you from time to time? This is why I say you're practicing somehow, some way, throughout the day. All of us. If you're a so-called African-American, I've, I've been saying this forever. Well, probably not forever, but for sure I've been saying it lately. Long time throughout the years. White people still own us. If you're not submitted to the kingdom of the Most High Yah, and you're walking around in, in this society, in this culture, and you follow the trends and the, the thought patterns and the, you know, the mores of our day in America, you're practicing white supremacy some kind of way. I'm talking to good white people, so-called good white people, so-called good dark-skinned people. That's who I'm talking about. That's who this show is aiming at course any white supremacist can learn get free if they listen but the goal of the show is to aim at the good people because so many times we demonize when we see the a mass shooter we act like we are just light years away from these individuals when i see something very very consistently done that's akin to what this young man or or this shooter the, the same thing they be espousing with on their ma manifestos or whatever they do with the little when they write up how they really feel. Folks, it sound like a lot of so-called black people. Yes, it do. They're acting out and saying the same stuff a lot of our people say every day. And I want to talk about that a little harder when I come back. Some of the self-hate things you hear a lot of our brothers and sisters say that's wearing dark skin, okay? Because if I can show racism among our people, so-called dark people, especially pro-black nationalist kind of people, how do you think the rest of y'all going to fare out? <laughs> so, again, this is not to force something there that's not there. If, you, if you're free and the Father has set you free, you're free indeed, and you should be thankful. But you must be truly walking after the Holy Spirit if that's you. Because I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, that is not where most people are at. I'm telling you what I know. Most people are not there. I want to play a song, kind of slow it down a little bit. My goodness. But again, giants, all of them fall. No giant lasts forever. No giant stands forever. White supremacy is taking a beating on social media, but white supremacy is also gaining strength on social media. It's the craziest thing. It, 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 it's, 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 for the week, it's, 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 it's numbers are picking up as far as, how can I say it? Let me just 
slow it down here. What I mean, let me just say that another way, because I think that's contradicting statements. There's over 900 hate groups, probably it's over 1,000. That was done about three years ago by CNN. And of course, you have to be careful listening to CNN and anybody else, any other media, but they, they tracked over 900 hate groups. All right? Now, what those hate groups are espousing, what they're telling, what they're teaching their converts, uh, would-be converts, what they're out there preaching is taking the beat. But the problem is the only people that uh, succumbing to them lies is those young people that are not equipped with truth like this, that live their life around a certain group of people, affluent sometimes, sometimes not so affluent, uh, but they're around a bunch of lies and deception. So those young people, and even some older people, it's hard to reach because they're not around truth at all. They, even if they go on the Internet, they're going around the haters. But those that do venture out, the truth is their form if they would just break away. And when they run into truth, oftentimes they run into Rottweilers that really, really, really get them because it's just so fickle, the philosophy of white supremacy. It's just such... I can't say it's easy because it depends on who you're talking to. I mean, if they won't let you talk and you can't really get a word in there, it, you know, if you can't, if you can't reach them, if you can't, if you can't share without it being combative, you're gonna have a hard time reaching these people. They almost have to be listening to a blog like what, what you're doing right now. Listen to myself. They got, they can't be able to. Sometimes they just have to listen to people and the Most High just bring up one lie at a time versus them going back in because they have all these bogus reasons to believe these lies and you have to spend a lot of your time listening to them. It's just better they hear the truth. I know as much as I believe in having a dialogue, when you're talking with these kind of people, you almost have to have them be quiet for a season and they got to hear information in order to be free. So I know I'm saying a lot. You know what I'm saying a lot, but brothers and sisters, this is serious. It is so serious. Again, it's lands. It's like a set of lands. Do you want to live your life and die and never not see the world, yourself, history, the Bible? Do you not want to see the world, the true contributions? How about the beauty? Some of y'all don't want to go nowhere but to Europe. American countries, European or America, or America, you don't want to see nothing, no part of any glory that so-called non-white people have built. And I promise you, most beautiful, especially places like Africa, it, it will make, San Francisco is one of the most beautiful places I've seen. Places like San Francisco, places like Hawaii, I've seen I've seen the seven wonders of the world, actually. I have. I've seen it with my own eyes. Of course, some of the seven wonders is in those countries. But, uh, it is in so-called non-white countries. But my point is, I've seen some beautiful places. But places in Africa, it's just, I've seen stuff so beautiful. It's like, it's not even real. 
I mean, people talk about Hawaii because of the mountains and the volcanoes and all that. You know what you're looking at, though? You can look at something pretty deadly when you talk about a volcano. Africa has hills and mountains like that, snow-capped, with, with, with all types of exotic animals running in the background. Nothing can top the various trees and Anyway, brothers and sisters, let's take this little short break, and I want to come back and talk more about how uh, specific things to look for in some of your uh, everyday life that is poison, literally poison, that's killing you slowly, killing your relationships with anybody you talk to. It not have to be white people you're talking to. It not have to be black people you're talking to, so-called black or so-called white. If you're full of poison, when you speak, it's going to be laced with that poison. What do you mean, Brother Seth? Let's look at, let's just say this. You're talking to black people about whatever, and you really see them in a way that a lot of our whites, or let's not even say whites, you, you, you see them in a way that is full of white supremacy. Because it's a philosophy, not a people. In other words, you're talking to black, so-called black people, but you don't see them having the same potential as whites. You don't see them being as, as educated as so-called whites. You don't see their life, their future as glamorous and glorious as so-called whites. Whatever you say to them, people are going to be wrong. Even if you say something like, you can make it. You're not going to say you can make it to them. And the same you can make it, you tell to so-called black people. It's not going to be the same way you say it to so-called little white kids. If a little white child needs encouragement and you're going to encourage them, when you tell them they can make it, it's going to sound different than when you tell a little white kid, a black kid, they can make it. Because when you tell a little black kid that, you got to, you know, if you give examples of that, that's going to mean one thing. If you tell a white kid he can make it and give him examples, that's going to be something totally different. You see what I mean by even if you're trying to do good things, even if you're just trying to do the right things with people, if you don't see people the way the most high see people, is where I'm going with all this, if you don't see yourself the way the most high see you, you're promoting you're tainted. You're not talking right. Even if you're trying to help people, just because you're trying to help people don't mean you're really, really helping people. Just because you love people don't mean you're really, really helping people. The only thing that really, really helps people is to say the truth. And the only person that has the truth is the Most High. How he look at you, that's the truth. What he think of your behavior. That's the truth. Anybody else trying to say something to you other than that, they're going to harm you slowly, maybe. You may not die instantly, but you're going to die slowly because they're not going to be looking at you the way the manufacturer created you. This is why I say if you're not walking under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and that's, I'm talking like I got it together, but I don't. I'm trying. But if you're not walking under the influence of the Holy Spirit 24-7, you are spewing out poison. 
some kind of way in some area of life. That's why it's best you not say nothing, really, and help nobody until I, I got to be careful with that. I'm not going to say don't do good, but I'm going to say it like this. You have to be careful philosophizing and saying anything outside of what the scriptures are saying, outside what that Holy Spirit really is saying in you to people or to you. Folks, this is so, so, so serious. I don't know what to do. God showed me I was a victim of white supremacist teachings, which came from so-called black people and so-called white people and, and, anybody, and everybody else. If you don't see yourself the way the Father see you, you're going to grow in a retarded way. Just because you're not clinically retarded don't mean we're not retarded or we grow in an awkward way. The way we look at women, the way we look at men, the way we look at ourselves, the way we look at life, the way we look at God, the way we look at money, the way we look at failure, the way we look at death, the way we look at life, the way we look at growth, the way we look at repenting, the way we look at everything. If it ain't based on what the Father say, in that area, you're going to grow retarded. Unlike you was designed. How about that? Some of y'all don't like the word retarded. Okay. You're going to grow in a way that the Father didn't authorize, and eventually that's going to cause pain. I think that's all pain is. It's a process that's outside of God's design and eventually cause the body or the mind or the spirit an uncomfortable thing we call pain that really in the end shortens your life. Pain is a warning that something is not right, and if it's not corrected, it shortens your life. That's all pain is. Again, pain is an indicator something is not right. If you got pain in your knees, that means you got too much weight on your knees. You got too much water on your knees. You got something. Something is wrong with your knee. You got to go to the doctor. They figure it out. Then they change you good. Pain. Headache means something. Pain. Stomachache means something. You ate something, and so you got to correct that. So when we look at ourselves through the lens of white supremacy, there's no way in the world we're going to escape pain. So this is why I said a couple of shows ago that if you're not led by the Spirit every day, all day, I know it sounds like impossible, but it ain't. It's only 24 hours in a day. You can do it 16 hours. Just seek to hold the Father and try to be led by the Spirit. If we don't do that, we're hurting each other and ourselves. Now, I talk like I got it together just because I'm doing this show, but actually I don't. But I tell you one thing, I at least see the problem. That's the, that's the first step to a solution. I at least see the problem. Now, I ain't got it all together, but I at least see the problem. We are white supremacist folks. And those of us who live by the Spirit is going to see ourselves and our fellow brother and our earth the way the Father see it, and we will be just fine. But we have to seek the Father's wisdom, and the Father is going to speak through us, not just through white people.
converse directly to us, but if we can't hear, he has servants, and they don't happen to just be, they don't have to be white. Again, so our so-called white brothers, it's only 10% of the world's, world's uh, family. Why would you spend all your time listening to 10% of anybody? This is serious, folks. I'm, I'm trying my best to hit it in a way, but I'm, I'm hitting it. I feel the push, but I, I really think we're going to break through after this after this um, commercial, after this little break, actually. All right? When you're doing shows by yourself, your throat gets raspy and dry real quick, so I'm going to take a, um, a short break. I like to refresh my computers then, and we'll be right back. Again, you tune to the Five Switch Zone Network. I'm Brother Seth. And, folks, we're going to hit this when we come back. We're going to hit this when we come back. Um, if you're on the phone line, you have a question or comment, I'll be glad to take that question or comment after the break. Um, it's going to be a little short break. Um, if you're in the chat room and you have a, a question or comment, remember, you can go ahead and ask your question or comment, and I'll get to that question or comment as soon as I'm able. Again, tonight, 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 what are we talking about? We're talking about... A, a, a system, a system, a global system of lies, everyday lies we hear, and we start to say it, and we start to think it, as we say, thought, speech, action. We embody these lies, and we begin to act out these lies, and it, folks, it's called pain. Oh, my God. And you don't have to have a white person nowhere around. This is why I say it's not white people. It's a philosophy. It's a philosophy. The only reason why it's so appealing to whites is because they benefit right away from these lies. So it's it's more of a stronghold for them to let go because they benefit so. But in the end, they are cursed, cursed, harmed, destroyed, just like everybody else. Just like the so-called non-white people um, are. So, again, we'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Y'all ain't heard nothing yet. And I'm not trying to hype it up. Maybe I am, to be honest. I'm just going to say, yes, I am. But I just don't want anybody to hang up. I want everybody to just stay put because we're going to get into this. We're going to really get into this. And I want y'all to really search your hearts and see. and Swallow your pride and just say, is this me? Is this brother me? Is this in my home? I guarantee you it is. I guarantee you it is. It's impossible to not be if you are not exposed to other schools of thought outside of this white males uh, that run our country. And I'm talking about the West, that is, the Europe, Europeans and um, Americans. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Check out this song. Sit down. Think about it. Um, just worship a little bit, and we'll be right back.
because they actually think they are better. I'm going to say it again. There are a lot of blacks, so-called blacks, they think because they say things like cracker this, cracker that, or they talk about Kim at this, or they think they're exempt. But, folks, the only way you're going to get exempt from white supremacy is you got to unlearn it. I don't even think it's something like a demon you cast out, you know. So many times in the church, we feel like everything is the devil. And I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and he was saying that his 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 son says that church folk always want to think the devil is in everything. Well, number one, we are in a spiritual warfare, and and, and, and there is a such thing as demons. And so uh, I feel sorry for anybody to think that we're just. You know, well, you know what? I have, to, I have to really think about that just now. There may be some truth to that because I know a lot of people blame everything on the devil. But what these a lot of these young people don't understand is a lot of things they call life are a lot of time when it is the devil or demons, they don't call them. They don't never say something is the devil or demons, really. Very seldom. And again, these are fallen spirits upon our planet, and I'm glad I thought to talk about demons. I'm, I'm definitely going to get into, like I said earlier, I'm going to talk about how you and your family, I believe, is acting out uh, in thought, speech, and action. We're going to get that in a second, but right now I just want to say this, and I'm so glad I thought to mention evil spirits because, like I said early on in the show, I believe the white supremacy is birthed purely straight from Satan himself. I do not give white people that kind of power to think that they created. As much as they benefit and they cause a lot of us to be upset or angry as we see the disparity and the way wealth is distributed and given and amassed and some of us just flat out jealous, whatever we want to call the emotion, as much as it bothers us, we've cannot allow ourselves to think they created white supremacy. Just because they benefit don't mean they created it. Satan is the author of lies, deception. He's the one that really, really comes to steal, kill, and destroy even where there's ignorance. No, no, no. I cannot give white people that kind of that kind of credit. I refuse to do it. So, brothers and sisters, I want to talk about something right now that a lot of our white brothers and sisters may say, well, you're not talking to uh, me and mine when you talk about black families, but uh, this really does relate to you. If you just listen, uh, you'll see, if nothing else, you'll see how you understand better a lot of our white brothers and sisters, and you'll understand white supremacy better if you listen to what I'm about to share with uh, with everybody, really. But I'm going to be specifically talking about black female, black male relationship. I'm about to talk about how a lot of our sisters, aunts, mothers, in dealing with young black men is practicing white supremacy. That's what I want to talk about right now because I've lived it all my life. Just allow me to take a little sip of my coffee here. But I want to talk about 
black, so-called black, on black relationships where white supremacy is pretty much um, the defining factor or for lack of a better phrase. I um, have had the opportunity to date, uh, if not date, be around others who have dated others men who have been in relationships with black women and I don't want to spend too much time on black women because I really want to talk about black people if I spend too much time on one sex uh, or the other it'll look biased so let me just start off talking about black men first and that way when I talk about black women they won't feel picked on because I have seen like more knowledge on black women than I do on black men. So it's just fair that I talk about the men first so the women won't feel picked on. But a lot of our men, I believe, if they would just be honest. You know, I used to, one of the things I used to do wrong, but I'm just going to call it evil, is I used to do bogus, bogus, um, uh, bogus surveys back when we used to have telephones and there was no such thing as as a cell phone. I'm talking about in the 70s, early 80s. I would play this trick where I would call people and try to figure out, I would act like I'm with whoever, whatever it was I was trying to find out. I remember one time I was going through something where I just felt like I didn't know how to dress, I didn't know how to be a man. I didn't know how, I didn't know what women wanted. I didn't know how to look. I didn't know uh, not how to look. I didn't know how to um, dress. I didn't. I, I wanted to know what was the most best way to dress. I wanted to know just how to care of myself. So I was desperate. I didn't have again raised in the church. A lot of things is taboo. You don't talk about things in the church. It's probably why I have this five cents on network where we talk about things that are taboo. Because folks don't just want to talk about stuff that really, really, really is helpful in the church. So you got to go outside the church. So that may be why I had this network where we specialize. Uh, well, we don't shy away from, I should say, because we talk about everything. Uh, but we don't shy away from topics that the Father really is saying, but that you're not going to find in a lot of your education centers, and especially churches. So anyway, I remember... Need, wanting to know some things, and I heard some women say things to me, and uh, that was just mind-boggling. But I, I brought that up to say I'm I'm desperate enough to do something like that. Okay, and that's all I want to say about that. I want to switch back to what I was saying. I would literally go and do bogus surveys and call over a hundred people and ask questions. It's just how bad I want to know things. And I'm still like that today, except I don't do bogus surveys. Now you just talk to people. I'm older now. I know how to get stuff out of people without doing that, such as these blogs. So I've learned that a lot of black men really and truly see themselves just like white people see them, literally like they see them. It's just we... Because we've had relationships with each other, black men with black men, 
we know that we don't have a tail. They used to, black, white people used to say we had a tail. I know it sounds crazy, but they actually used to say that. Don't forget that, folks. They actually, actually used to really say that black people had tails. Nobody wants to talk about that no more, but they used to actually say that. I know that sounds real, real crazy and out there. Oh, they didn't mean, they didn't mean real tails. They didn't mean, no. I'm telling y'all what the lie was. It was true. They said it, things they used to say. Okay, so that's the only crazy thing you're going to hear. So believe it. It was true. But anyway, uh, when we know by dealing with each other that we're not crazy and, uh, bear with me here, we know by dealing with each other that we have potential. We know by dealing with each other that we can love. We know by dealing with each other that we can, we can, we're not as bad off as as some whites who never is around black men. We know not to think all the lies that they say. We know not to think all the lies that racist white people who've never been around blacks, some of these lies that have been straight from Satan about us. We know not to believe all of them. But I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, we believe a lot of them. And we do think a white man are more intelligent. When that when this thing went around in the in the in the, in our in the, in the, in the, in the hood, um, that if you talk too proper, you was trying to be white. Don't don't overlook that. There was a lot of black people, not necessarily in the poor 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 community either, uh, that went through all types of abuse because they was trying to be smart or they was trying to better their life or they were trying to better their education, and a lot of black people, old and young, did say, you trying to be white. That right there is white supremacy all day long. That's crazy. And that was millions of black folks have done that, have said that. That lie is old as Methuselah. And again, brothers, if you want to get in on the action to ask any questions, make comments, I know that I'm talking uh, but you can get in. Uh, simply call us the phone number nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. One more time, nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. Those of you in the chat room, chat away, and I will make a comment or, or ask, um, make some of the comments you say, as long as it's on topic, um, and I feel like enhance what I'm saying. Okay, um, but. Brothers and sisters, I have lived my life, I'm over 60 years old, and I have seen many behaviors. I see it every single day. I can't see people's thoughts, but I can hear what they say through speech, and I definitely can see what they do in their actions. On my job, uh, around very educated black men, I see them acting out white supremacy. I see black men speaking uh, very comfortable, very, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I see them speaking to white men, white women, in a way that they don't speak to black men, black women. You can't just say, well, that's just because they're mad at them, blah, 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 blah. No, no, it happens too often. It happens daily. Some of these people have been doing this for many years. They have always just made over whites and, and and had lacking love for blacks. Say what you want to say, call it what you want to call it. But when you see it over and over and over again and people are known all throughout
work environment, your work um, place as being that person, there's something to that. You may say, okay, that's true. Yeah, you got the Uncle Tom, blah, blah, blah. But they don't always identify with Uncle Tom if you really watch them. And uh, I know people say Uncle Tom wasn't who they say, but I'm just, y'all know what I mean? Black people that kiss up to white people, okay? See, I don't want to use Uncle Tom. But my point is, it's all around us. We don't value ourselves like we value white people. And some of you say, Seth, tell me something I don't know. I know that. Yeah, but have you ever sit down and thought about how much of it going on right now? See, oftentimes when people say something like, oh, that's simple, everybody knows that. But yeah, but do you actually sit down and think about the Expo 30? Do you have to stop and think about how many people is acting out similar like that, but when they talk about history? Now, you just see somebody that's at work, and they always speak to the whites and don't speak to the blacks, to my black folk that is. So you see that, you just say, well, that's just the way he is. Yeah, but what about when he go to talk about history? Or when this same person go to talk about religion? There's a reason he's doing what he's doing. There's something in his head to make him value and hold whites in a place that he's not supposed to. And some of y'all just don't want to think about none of this, and so you just, just see this at your job and feel, oh, he's, he's dumb, he's crazy, he's a racist, talking about the black guy now. He ate his own people, he's suffering from self-hate, and you let it go because your mind don't want to think about it. I keep running into lots of people that just don't want to think about any of this. And and I think it's it's irresponsible, and I think it's that people are being disobedient to the spirit because the Bible tells us when we have all against people to go to them. point is, if you never go to people like this and say, you know, make, make some comment, or, or, or get to know them at least just until that opportunity presents itself for you to bring up some of these, you know, uh, truths and solutions to make people free, if you don't do that, brothers and sisters, how can this problem ever go away? If you don't see white, so-called whites, uh, acting out uh, in, in speech or action because you can't read their thoughts, um, this white supremacy, if you don't call them out or try to address this some kind of way, maybe not instantly, but just getting to know them first and then just even, if you don't have an agenda for this evil, how how is it going to go away? Please, please explain to me. How is it going to go away? You know. I mean, I'm telling you. How is it going to go away? I literally do these shows on Sunday nights uh, because even on my regular show on Mondays and Thursdays, everybody don't feel comfortable talking about this. So I just want to do a show where I'm just, just doing what I feel like the Father has to say on this because I feel like that's a calling up upon my life. If I can't do it, with my co-hosts, and most of them are okay with it. Uh, but even, I just think people in general just don't want to deal with this every day. Uh, once a week, or twice a week, or three times a week we have shows. Don't want to. It's just uncomfortable. It's embarrassing, especially if you're saying things and they're, they're, they're guilty of, of that, if that's what they're guilty of. I'm not saying they are. But I'm saying this is a very ugly topic, very uncomfortable, especially when I start talking about things like sexuality and people, you know, because that's something very secret and private. I've talked about 
homosexuality being affected by this in a very sick, sick way. As some of you remember, that happened uh, about three three or four weeks ago. I actually had a show on, and that's what our co-host was very upset at things I was saying, and that started him to break away from our show. Now to this day, I think he's done with us. I don't know. Maybe he's a, maybe I haven't got rid of him or anything like that as a co-host, but he haven't been back. Uh, we did a couple of shows after that, but he, he made it very clear to me that after the show of talking about sexuality and white supremacy, he felt he needed to do his own thing. So right now he's doing his own thing. He's no longer doing shows with us. So my point is, you see what I mean by black people, even though they're pro-black. Hold on. I don't want to mix this up now. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not saying he's a white supremacist. That's not what I want to say. So it distract what I was just saying about. What I'm trying to say in bringing up Brother Kenwin is people um, can rattle you. He got very emotional. And it's very normal that he do that because it's something to get emotional about. His thing was me wanting to love white still after showing clearly how we're suffering sexually from white supremacy. He was saying to me, how can you love these people after knowing what you know that we're going through the trauma and even our sexuality and fantasy in our minds, what we really, really, really crave. And he just could not understand how can you love a people that have done us like that to where even in our psyche we have messed up. He couldn't stomach that. And he went and started his own blog. Split up a couple more shows after that. Then he's, you know, I don't know if he's gone, gone, but like I say, he's definitely welcome to come back. So, brothers and sisters, I want to hit the relationship, and please forgive me for not hitting it as, as hard as, uh, as I could or I should have this show, but I think everything I said, I would take a word of it back because I've been really honing in on some things that, um, that I know for sure that would make you free, and I felt like it needed to be said. But let me just go back to the relationships with black men. I think a lot of black men see themselves exactly the way a lot of white people see them. I think they don't value themselves. They don't think, I don't think they think they're smart, as smart as white males. I think there are some black men that will say something like that, and they'll, you know, they'll say, um, I think they'll say things like, um, you know, that white boy thinks he's smart, but he, he don't know. I, I do this. There's a lot of confident black men. I'm not saying we don't have confidence, and all of us think that white people are smarter. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying that when they run into somebody that's really educated, not some little guy on I'm talking about, I'm talking about educated among the educated. Now, again, there's always exceptions to the rule. Uh, I understand that, too. There's an exception to the rule. We are changing as a people. We're waking up. We're finding out who we are. But we're not, and I've always been around some very smart, smart, smart people that can run companies pretty much, and I've watched them uh, talk with other men. I'm not saying all black men. You never can say all, but what I'm saying is especially those black men that don't have degrees and working, you know, uh, what they call um, um What's the kind of job of the word I'm looking for? They don't have professions. They, a lot of times, feel inferior to whites. And uh, they have...
have egos. Men have egos, and they don't always come out and say it. They'll never, ever say, I am intimidated, or I feel like he's smarter, or, you know, he got it better. They just don't say things like that. It's not very manly to talk like that. But what you can do is watch people's actions. And, and, and just so y'all know, I don't go around just watching people so bad I can't live my own life. But I do feel like I've been called to this. And so I see things quicker, I think, than the average person see because I've been seeing it for so long. It don't take me long to see uh, a relationship uh, where a woman is dominating a man or uh, a relationship in a, uh, among coworkers where a white male is uh, is dominating a black man and, and, and with, without even neither one of you knowing what's going on. It, it, it's just easy for me to spot white supremacy because I think about it a lot, and I think the Father's given me a, an ability to just see it. I'm talking about two people thinking they truly are getting along and everything's wonderful, and I can just see it like night and day. And, folks, it is everywhere. Somebody say, well, what does it matter, Seth? Let's just say they are. Uh, a, a white man is... Uh, mistreating a black man and he don't know it and the black man don't know it. Bible said it's not sin because neither one of them even knows sin is when a man knows to do right and don't do it. So these brothers, why? Well, because, and hear me out, brothers and sisters, because this is not just male on male, it's male on female, this is white on black, black on black, wherever that's white supremacy. If you're treating somebody, like I said earlier, through the lens of white supremacy, number one, it's going to cause you pain. How so? Brother said that that person is ruling over them, and they got the the black guy on the bottom, and they're constantly benefiting. How, how are they going to suffer? Well, number one, I believe, it's, it's like this. The Bible says that the law was given to the Israelites so they would stop sinning because you don't know it's sin and the Father doesn't charge it to your account because you don't know. It don't mean it won't shorten your life or cause some kind of problems on this earth. If it's sin, it's going to bring some kind of problem, destruction, some kind of way. So the Father gave them the law so they would stop the sin that was stealing, killing, and destroying their life. So just because a white man is benefiting, let me tell you one one way right away you can see what I'm saying. If a white person is is relating to a black person on their job, they have good relationships, and they, they do all kinds of things together, but the white man has this, we call it paternalism where he feel like he knows what's best for the black man. That's racism. He will fight for this black man. He'll probably kill for the black man. He really care about him. Um, he really care about him. But he feel like he knows what's best for the white, for the black guy. And he's looking out for him. If he don't let that black man develop into a man and make his own decisions, get the same amount of knowledge that he has, the white guy has, if that so-called white guy don't afford this black man the same well 
like well at the water, water well, the same, point him where to get the same information he got. If he don't show him how to fish versus give, bringing him fish, he is going to handicap that, that, that so-called black man. And that's going to hinder his own company or their production if they're a team working together as co-workers. That's going to hinder their production. It's better to show somebody how to fish and they're out fishing and you're out fishing. Y'all get more fish than you're out fishing for them because you know what's best. And you handing them the fish you got for them because you, you're looking out for them because you're making sure nobody don't mistreat them. And you fishing for them and you. That's good, but it's better if he know how to fish and you know how to fish. Y'all going to bring him more fish for your families. You see what I mean? By just because somebody benefiting, that don't mean that it's the best. Bear with me. Just because, oh, I'm going to rephrase it, just because a white man or a white woman or anybody so-called white who has a great heart and is doing a lot for so-called African-Americans, if they have that, what do we call, paternalism spirit upon them, that is racism. That so-called black person is going to suffer because he never is going to be allowed to develop into the man, the most high, wanting him to be. And that white male or that white woman that's super nice, care about this so-called black person, that's exercising this paternalism, racism is what we call it, they not only... They're going to lose because going on to to higher heights and deeper deaths in their gift, they're sitting up raising a child or raising a co-worker, and, 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 and they're really blocking them, that co-worker from being all that he could be. So they're losing two ways. They're losing in productivity for themselves. And they're losing by handicapping their brother or their sister. Now, let me switch gears real quickly and talk about relationships. A lot about black men, I hear this a lot, and I think I'm going to do this probably next week. Time get away. Where does this time go, man? But um, a lot about black women, but just a little bit on black women. Then I think next show, I'll probably talk about the whole show. I'm very serious, because this right here, what I'm about to talk about, is huge. This is one of the biggest things I have run into since I ran the white supremacy, and that is this black female male relationship. I think a lot of our black women, I just talked about the men a little bit, but I think a lot of our black women have bought into this system and don't know it, a lot of them consciously, but some of them do know it. So you got some know it, some don't. But and those that don't know it again, of course, it's subconscious. But here's what I believe they think. They really believe they're better or smarter than their spouse. And they equate, they get that from, here we go, white supremacy. Because what they're doing, 
because black women are the most educated group in America. But what they say, more black women have degrees per ratio than any other group. So their man, a lot of times, is not educated as far as the system is concerned. But they bring that home and they treat their men. And it's been like this even before black women were educated. I just think it's been like this a while. It has to do with slavery and these black men never being a man in the American system because that's the way the system is designed. As uh, Neely Fuller, as Neely Fuller wrote in his book, uh, you can never be a man in the system of white supremacy because it's only room for one man in the system of white supremacy. And so I feel like Neely Fuller is on to something. And those of you that's listening, I just got a message from Blog Talk that you have to call the phone number. Wait, the lady said just the time. She only said 60 seconds. But I'm letting y'all. You call that phone number right now. You won't continue to listen. You're going to have to wait till the show has ended. And then you can continue to listen. So those of you on the phone line, stay where you're at. And those of you that's not on the phone lines, you clicked on the link. You're listening via computer. Call the show to, to, to listen to these final points I'm going to make about black-female relationships that is vital, vital, vital. But I think with next week I'm going to talk about the black-female uh, male-female relationships, the whole show, because this right here is huge, and I promise you it is laced with white supremacy. But the phone number is 914-205-5592. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. But listen, brothers and sisters, this man and black women is crazy, and it's not black women's fault, and it's not black men's fault. I want y'all to hear me out. The father had to show me this thing right here. Remember what one psychologist said. I'll never forget somebody said this on Overwolf Show. And forgive me for not getting the name. But he said, when a few people does something, you can blame, when a few people within a so-called race does something, you can pretty much blame just them people. But when millions of people, when millions of people do something of a particular race, it's not just them. It's a system. See, when it's a few people, you can just say, well, that's just a fluke. But when this millions of is a system, and I believe with the, all of every fiber of my being, this is not black women's fault, and this is not black men's fault. This is a system. We've been raised up in a country that have uh, this this white supremacist is the true religion. Now, the Father wants us to worship Him uh, via the Son, but I feel like there's a uh, default religion or the background religion or the fabric of this country is white supremacy. And in this fabric, black men cannot be a man unless they are following the scriptures, unless they break through. Uh, now, there may be a way they can go and learn other cultures to break away from white supremacy. White supremacy is not in everybody's mind 24-7. That's not what I'm saying. It's just a dominating force on the earth. But there are other 
mindsets and other schools of thought outside of white supremacy. So if a person learned uh, another way to look at everything in in life through the eyes of some of our brothers and sisters overseas, through Hinduism or uh, through even maybe Islam or other non-white expressions of faith, they can be free of white supremacy. But the purest way to me is through the scriptures, because this is what the Bible is when the script when the Father is defining life, the Father is defining uh, 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 the world as we know it. So either you got to get to the Father through the Holy Spirit, which is the best. That's top dog. That's that's the number one way to be free and delivered from white supremacy. But I do think a lot of the foreigner brothers and sisters, a lot of them, if they stay over in their country, quit running to the West, talking about America, America, great America, not those foreigners, but there's foreigners that don't want no part of us. I think they are not practicing white supremacy. And uh, uh, But then you have to also remember that a lot of them have what you call communications. They have social media. They have computers and radios, and and if they are getting Western programming, they can be as hardcore white supremacists as your neighbor is across the street from you. So this thing is global, but I do think you can escape it by hearing other schools of thought on everything. So back to the issues with black and white couples, and I'm wrapping up this show. Next week, I think what I'm going to do is just talk about it exclusively because this right here is major. I think black women see their husband as boys. They love them. They don't want them to happen to them. They will fight you over them. But I don't think they see them as men. I don't think black women see men, their, their spouses as men, that they see them as boys. And I don't think black men see themselves as men. I think they see themselves as boys. They say men. They say, be a man, this and that and the other. Watch them real close. There's all types of people talk about becoming a man, and, and you know, but if you listen to what they call a man and watch when somebody bring up a, a white male, a white male, Listen very careful. Brothers and sisters, you got to just have that ear to listen. You know, a lot of brothers are going are gonna to not like what I'm saying because they're going, oh, no, man, no, we're a man. I'm, I'm a man. But they talk about, hit, you know, being tough and muscles and, you know, not taking no S-H-I-T and talking loud and being able to, some of them go as, as simple as being able to, uh, you know, smoke or, you know, just just kind of like um, some things we went through in high school when we felt like you're a man when you do this, this, this. It's kind of like that. It's not really a man-like. It's just not, brothers and sisters. It's just not where they're at. When you're talking about a man or a male, I should say, oh, excuse me, when you talk about a man, you're talking about somebody that is a pure go-getter. They don't just dream, but they go out and, and conquer Man is a conqueror. You know, it started when they, early on, they would go out and hunt. And you come back with the, you know, if you're able to take care of your family, that's a man. 
you know, responsible, raise children, defender of your wife. I mean, really defend your wife. If you can't defend your wife, if you can't take care of your child, if you can't defend yourself, early on, the early definition of a man, you wasn't a man. So when guys be hollering about the black men talking about they men, this and that and the other, look real close and look at what happened when a white man entered the room or getting the same conversation. They changed their tune. I do not believe most black men see themselves as a man as white men see themselves. I don't believe that, and I for sure don't think that woman see it. We'll talk about that next show, brothers and sisters. i got to wrap this up. Again, you've been tuned to the Fossil Song Network. I haven't did a station identification tonight. I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm going to wrap this show up. Folks, listen. My goodness. This one, I don't know why I didn't talk about this earlier, because this is really hitting me now. We'll talk about it next week. And I don't believe black women see their men truly as men. And if they, they'll say it, they'll always say it. Nobody's going to say they man is a boy. They're not gonna, they're, nobody, nobody say that. But watch how they treat them. Watch how they second-guess Watch how they feel like they're, they're, like they're their mama. No other ethnic group does that. Treat their man like they're a son. You know, I'm talking about no matter what kind of income they have. You know, I've seen NFL players, millions, worth millions and they wife still talking to them and treating them like a boy. Not in a dis I'm not talking about a disrespectful kind of way. I'm just talking about second guessing them, leading them and uh, a lot of men, black men, think it's normal. They just is sick with the white supremacy by accepting it and thinking this is just how it is. Not even though they look across the street and they see white men completely handled different. Men are supposed to lead not be led. Men are supposed to go get it. supposed to go and make things happen. And a lot of us, I'm going to put myself in a lot of us, because I bought into these lies to myself. But we're supposed to be go-getters. We're supposed to make a way. Where there is no way, we're supposed to make a way. I don't care if there's racism, whatever's standing in my way, a man is supposed to go make it happen. And there are always exceptions to the rules. I understand that. But I'm talking about the bulk of black men I see, even when they are doctors and lawyers and all that, they don't accept them from what I'm talking about. White supremacy is there. Now, a lot of times these women are, treat them like they are, um, you know, especially they're lawyer doctor because they balling so money-wise, they'll, 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 It'll look like they treat like a man, but you got to watch them where it relates to white men. When the white man in the picture, okay, you respect your, your husband as a doctor and a lawyer, but put him on the street where you got some show enough deep pockets, rich folks. They go in and out of uh, uh, environments where, where people dwarf their money, and you'll see what I'm saying. I'm telling you, white supremacy is real. It's real. And the Father wants us rid of it. The Father wants us clear of it. The Father wants us delivered from it. The Father wants us to see ourselves the way he sees ourselves. See our women the way he sees our women. See ourselves the way he sees ourselves. See our white brothers and sisters the way he sees them. See money the way he sees money. See religion. See him, see him in the scriptures the way he, 
He appears in the scriptures, not to what white through the lens of white supremacy. The fathers don't want to send anything anything through the lens of white supremacy. Not white people. I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a system. I'm not talking about white people. Why do you just benefit? But I, this show tonight is not about white people. Because they're acting out white supremacy. But so are so-called blacks acting out white supremacy. The thing about white people, they just benefit. And they, they just hold on to it a little stronger, I think, because they benefit. But really and truly, anybody taught it and believe it is going to fight for it, just like whites fight for it. Because they believe it. If you think something is superior, you think something is superior. Just because whites are white, that don't mean that they're going to fight for it harder. If you think that's the truth, you're going to say, that's the truth, man. You know, white white neighborhoods is better. You're crazy. You, you know, you're going to... If a, a, a person that believes both, it don't, it's not going to matter what color, how they look. If they believe something strong enough, they're both going to fight for it. I hope you all understand what I'm saying. People, normally when they believe something, they really genuinely believe it. They either believe it or they don't. And you can't say a white person believes in white supremacy more than a black person. A flip-flop. It's just, if they believe it, they believe it. They don't, they don't. And I've come into contact with black people that is just damaging with their beliefs of white supremacy than white people are. They may not want to go shoot up the mall, but most black, most whites don't want to go shoot up a mall. Those are white young males that's got in too deep, hearing too many lies. They after us. They trying to get their guns. These black people, they just believe. They believe we're doing things we ain't even doing. They just really so deep into the lies. So the enemy tells them all kind of crazy stuff that black people is not doing, not interested in doing, and these white males go act out. But I think, to be honest, to be very, very honest, I think a lot of us so-called black people believe just as strong in white supremacy as white people themselves. And again, this is a love channel. Love all people. Matter of fact, I'll go ahead and make my little closing statement. And that is, I love every single one of you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Brothers and sisters, tune in tomorrow where we'll be talking talking about current events. Current events is tomorrow. We'll have the panel. Everybody will be in the house, or most folks will be, not just Brother Seth. But don't dismiss me now, because I think a lot of what I share tonight is what the Father's given me over the years that have set me the fool free. I ain't set free in every area. I ain't free in every area. I got some hypocrisy. I got some things I need to let go and I got some strongholds in my life. But I tell you one thing, listeners. This area I've been made free. I no longer think I no longer think that whites are superior in any tiny remote area in life and I think I'm healthy for them I think they're they're safer with me because I see them the way they are now someone may say well I think you hate her no it may sound like hate it ain't hate tough love it's just reality you are 
no different than us. In the story, you're no smarter than us. Us meaning you meaning so-called whites, us meaning so-called blacks. People are just people. A brain is a brain. If you know something I don't know, it's only because I ain't applied myself to learn it. There are such things as talent. Some people are able to catch on quicker. I understand that. Exercise, training, anybody can do anything. Anybody can do anything with the proper training, patience, hard work. It's just that simple. So I can't bind the white supremacy. But I do know this. I'll close with this. I'm also wise enough to understand that if I'm not living in another country and constantly seeing day in and day out the glories of other people, I can fall back into white supremacy very easy with it being stuffed down my throat every day in every life through vision, through hearing. I can fall into that deception either consciously or subconsciously because in America they hide the glory of other schools of thought other people it's just mainly glorifying and putting the light on white thought white accomplishment the glory of whites so be careful brothers and sisters you may be free but you don't have to, you don't, it, it ain't necessarily just an automatic thing where I'll just never fall into it again. That's not true. I can easily fall into it. And how? I mean, I'm talking about recently, if I'm not careful. Look at that. Crazy, ain't it? Just straight up Satan. That's why I can never give white folks the credit of creating white supremacy. It's just too evil. Too evil. Too evil. I said it's just too evil. My goodness. Join us tomorrow night. And don't forget Thursday night. We also have open forum where we talk about any and everything on your heart or spirit. Folks, follow us, okay? And uh, you'll get these messages of uh, reminders sent to you. You don't have to have me remind you on the show. All right? So, again, I'm going to go out with a song. I always try to put a lot into the first and last song. So, please listen to the first and last songs on any of our shows. I put so much into uh, to, 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 to them. This is going to be a little bit older song, but it's powerful and it's funky. This is the Clark Sisters saying, Heal, turn your scars into stars. We'll see you tomorrow night.